Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Alan Waddell. This is the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. What could be better than this? Three and a half hours of wall-to-wall prep football coverage here on the Big 870 WWL. We'll be with you until 10.30. We got a lot of great games that are taking place right now. A lot of monster matchups across our state. A big surprise, I guess to some, right now Neville leads University High 21 to nothing. We saw the, the state's win streak end in week one as Carr got beat by John Curtis, and that gave you High the longest winning streak in our state, and that's in jeopardy right now, Tommy, as... The Cubs are down 21 nothing on the road in Tigerland up there in Neville. Yeah, a little bit surprising. You would have thought, you know, defensively they would have done a, a nice job against Neville. They really stacked defensively. Uh, maybe they struggled a little bit offensively uh, against Eric, but they put enough points on the board to, to win. Um, so I, I thought that would be a little bit more evenly a fought game. I have communicated with some people that are up in North Louisiana. Uh, they tell me from what they're seeing, U-High is not playing very well. Well, Neville's playing well. They're up 21 nothing right now in that matchup. So certainly we're going to keep our eye on that one as uh, the night goes on. We have reporters all across the state. We're going to get to those guys in just a moment. Uh, Franklinton leads Fountain Blue 15-13. to And we were at Shaw last week, Tommy. Shaw and Belchase right now tied at 14 at half. I know that was a special night for a lot of the Shaw alumni as they were naming the field. Uh, after Coach Zimmerman. Yeah, that that should have been a big, uh, you know, almost like a, a second homecoming. And I don't know if that's their homecoming weekend or not, but it would seem like it would be a second homecoming uh, for the alumni to come out there. Of course, Coach Zimmerman, uh, you know, legendary coach at, at Shaw High School and uh, well-deserved that they named that field after him. If you follow our program each and every week, Coach Lou Valden's always a part of our program. He is now coaching linebackers at Shaw, and uh, he's going to check in with us around the 10 o'clock hour, so we'll look forward to seeing how, how that how that was. And I know that they were really focused on beating Belchase. Belchase beat him a year ago. I can remember when Belchase played Shaw a few years ago with Blake Mathern in the Dome for the 4A state championship. Uh, so there's been some good matchups between those programs. I know there's no love lost uh, between Archbishop Shaw and Belchase. Not at all, and that that's you know, Belchase would like no more than to ruin yeah, no that doubt. night for the Shaw alumni. So, you know, both schools are really motivated in that game. You know, a game that surprised me, Alan, right now, still second quarter, Brother Martin zero, Carver zero. Uh, I would have thought Brother Martin would have scored some points. Not sure they could have stopped Carver, but it looks like a defensive struggle out there. Well, I'm looking out the window, and I know how hot it's been. It's not raining, so they got to ought to have a fast track as uh, Brother Martin taking on Carver. But you're right, they're scoreless right now over at Tad Gormley Stadium. Let's get back to our report. Reporters around the state. All right, Ethan Bordelon's going to kick it off as he's watching Albany and St. Michael's. Albany last week played a, a track meet, uh, just one of the highest scoring games in the state. It's a little more low scoring this week, huh, Ethan? Yes, sir, it is. It is 7 nothing still at the half, winding out the, ha- the halftime break. Since the last call in, St. Michael took the ball all the way down to the Albany 40-yard line. 
and then it was fumbled, recovered by the Albany Hornets. Albany then takes the ball, two long passes, gets deep into St. Michael territory where they've struggled previously. The struggles continued as a fumbled snap set him back eight yards. Then just two plays later, an interception to gave the ball to back to St. Michael's at their own two-yard line. From there, St. Michael's just took it and ran the clock out. That's where we stand here at halftime. 7 nothing, St. Michael. Reporting from Olympia Stadium, this is Ethan Bordelon for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. A low-scoring one over there in Baton Rouge between Albany and St. Michael's. And like I just touched on, Albany put up, I think, like they put up 60-something points last week against Independence. It was a shootout. Uh, and they gave up a lot of points as well. So certainly uh, improvement on defense, but not putting up the type of points they did last week. Amy and LaRonger are going at it in Tangibale Parish. Let's check in with Brandon Faust. It's halftime down here in LaRonja, Louisiana, and it is LaRonja 13, Amy 7, with two minutes and 40 seconds left in the second quarter. Quarterback number six for LaRonja throws a fade to number 15 in the corner of the end zone, and number 15 makes a beautiful one-handed catch. Kind of reminded me of something DeAndre Hopkins would make in the end zone. It's halftime here in LaRonja, Louisiana. LaRonja 13, Amy 7. Reporting from Laranja, Louisiana, this is Brandon Falls for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. All right, B-Lo, great job as always. Calls in from those A-Meet games. Uh, let's check in with Thomas Hemel. He's watching Riverside and Ascension Catholic. Hey, guys, 22 seconds left in the half. Ascension Catholic 22, Riverside 7. When we left last time, Bulldogs were 14 nothing. Riverside finally gets a stop on defense, and they go to work on offense. Gage Lavadane hits Tyron Lockhart over the middle for 15 yards for PAT. He was good. They close the gap to 14-7. Bulldogs go back to work. Just instead of John Williams running it, he throws it this time. They hand it to him. He goes around the end. He got a halfback pass 40 yards down to the four-yard line. Three plays later, they stick it in. A two-point conversion is good, and that's where we stand with 17 seconds left in the half. Central Catholic 22, Riverside Academy 7 live from Donsonville on Thomas E. Mel for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. All right, Thomas, great job. Uh, it's it's halftime, uh, Tommy. It's 0-0, Carver and Brother Martin. That's something we're going to keep our eye on, a low-scoring low, low game over there at Tad Gormley Stadium. Let's go out to uh, the Acadiani area as Notre Dame's taking on Sulphur, and we're going to check in with Buck Leonard's. Yes, we got uh, 40 seconds left to go to half. Sulphur got the ball, but Notre Dame's up 39 to nothing. Um, Jack Falk just scored a touchdown with about a minute 50 to go, about a 30-yard pass. Um, Sulphur just punted down to about the six-yard line, but Notre Dame's 21 seconds. They're going to take a knee. But so far, it's all Notre Dame, no Sulphur. 39 nothing, basically halftime. This is Buck. For WWL State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup, the Pios continue to roll. They roll. They're rolling over us over right now, thirty-nine to nothing at halftime. Wow! All right, let's check in on McMain and Dutchtown with Patrick Hemel. Patrick, what you got? All right, let's put Patrick on hold. We'll get back to him in just a moment. Let's go check in with Shane Smith. He's watching Walker and Destrehan. Hey, guys, with 50 seconds before the half, Destrahan has opened up a 34-21 lead. We've had a lot of fireworks in this ball game, but the ground game of Destrahan is kind of taking this thing over. Edwards has a couple touchdown runs, and Jackson, the quarterback for Destrahan, has two quarterback runs for touchdowns as well as a throw to Edwards for a touchdown. And Moncrief for Walker has a pair of interceptions, so... A lot of individual fireworks this ball game. 
but Destrahan has taken a 34-21 lead with 50 seconds to go in the half. For the, De- for the WWL Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup, I'm Shane Smith reporting. All right, Shane, great job. A shootout over at Livingston Parish. 55 points already put up in the first half between Destrahan and Walker. Let's check in with Joey Brewitt. He's pulling double duty. He's watching Hawnville and Mandeville. Here in Mandeville, it's the Hanville Tigers 14, the Mandeville Skippers 7. With 8.20 left in the half, Hanville converted a fourth and four on a fake punt. Four plays later, Hanville converted another fourth down and got inside the Mandeville 10-yard line. With 5.53 left in the half, Hanville scored on a sweep around the left side. The extra point bumped it to 14-7 Tigers. Mandeville began their drive at their own 30. After one first down, the Skippers once again had the punt. Hanville then went three and out and punted back to the Skippers. The half ended with no further scoring. At halftime, we have an excellent game here in Mandeville where the Hanville Tigers lead the Skippers 14-7. Reporting from the North Shore, this is Joey Brewitt for the WWL All-State Super Bowl Prep Football Roundup. All right, Joey, great job. You can catch play-by-play action of that one over on our HD2 channel. That is Hanville. And Mandeville. We'll stay on the North Shore as Mike Gambrell is watching Slidell as they welcomed in Rummel tonight. All right, guys. The Friday the 13th nightmare continues for Slidell. At the half, Rummel Raiders 23, Slidell nothing. Slidell down 23 to nothing with just five minutes left in the half. They would get their best starting position as Rummel Raiders kick the ball out of bounds. They take over on the 35-yard line. On the, they get their very first First down of the game, a screen pass for eight yards to Harlan Dixon. And on the very next play, Harlan carries the mail again. 21 yards down to the Rummel High School 34-yard line. But on the very next play, quarterback John Autry's pass is picked off by Gavin Holmes. He takes it back to the Rummel 41-yard line. Now they drive all the way down to the 7-yard line. They're facing a fourth and goal on the 7, which is three seconds left. They try a Patrick Vandenberg 29-yard field goal, but it is blocked. Small victory for the Tigers. They go into half down 23-0. Guys, this this Nick Monica team is just a scary-looking bunch. You do not want your team to watch them getting off the, off, the, off the bus. It will just freak you out. But they are just in total control right now. About seven minutes left in the half. At halftime, uh, Rumble Raiders band play, Slottle play. Really is still great atmosphere here, but Slottle down 23 to nothing at the half. Reporting live from L.B. McKinney Senior Stadium, this is Mike Gambrell for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. All right, Mike, great job. We'll go to Jack Salter Stadium as Holy Cross is visiting the Covington Lions. Guys, on a Friday the 13th, under a full moon to score, the Holy Cross Tigers 17, Covington Lions 6. There was not much action in the second quarter, just a stalemate back and forth defensively. Right before the half of 21 seconds, the Tigers missed a 26-yard field goal. So the battle between the Catholics and the country boys right now is the Catholics. Holy Cross 17, Covington 6. Reporting from Jack Selfish, Teddy and Matt Pritchard for the WWL All-State Super Bowl Prep Football Roundup. All right, guys, that's how it's done. Reporters all across the state catching us up on all the big games going on. Got a couple of updates coming in here on the text line. Biloxi still leads Hammond High 28 to nothing. Also, Ascension Christian beats Ben Franklin 49 to 26. Opelousas Catholic leads Opelousas Catholic leads Vermillion Catholic 21 to 7 at this point. And a reminder, coming up at 8:30, the Catholic High of Baton Rouge Bears, they're going to kick it off at Independence Stadium in Shreveport against North Little Rock, Arkansas. A lot more to come right here on the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup on WWL. Stay with us. I'm Alan Waddell. This is the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. Coming to you live from our studios here in downtown New Orleans with a beautiful view over my left 
shoulder of the city and the skyline here tonight. It's a hot one out there. I know we're waiting for football season to where it cools down a little bit. I'm joined here in the studio by Tommy Bosch. Tommy, thanks for being again with us uh, and sticking out with us here till 1030 tonight. As we Most of our games are kind of at the halftime break. We're going to get to more reporter uh, updates in just a moment. we got some coaches interviews coming up. Just stick with us. we got a lot to go in these last two hours of our show. One thing I wanted to touch on is I don't know if I can remember a year, Tommy, where we had so many champions and contenders switch classification, and they're playing in a different playoff bracket this year than maybe they did a year ago. Every two years in our state, they redistrict. So they have they do a new count, they do a reclassification, and they do a, a redistricting. And this was one of the years where we had some significant movement. Yeah, we did. You know, and especially it it it. It affected those districts, you know, where Notre Dame is in and yep. U High and, you know, sort of those middle classification schools are the ones that really got affected. Uh, you know, some big names that moved St. Charles Catholic, Lafayette Christian. Yeah. And so now rather than being in with U High and, and, and that group, now they're playing against Notre Dame, uh, Newman and, and Manny and, and schools like that. Well, I think for me, uh, Division Three. Is the classification the division three on the private school side is the classification that had the most, I guess, movement because you look, uh, you know, Notre Dame has really dominated this classification over the last few years. Their challengers have been Riverside uh, a few years ago, and, and then and then Catholic New Iberia. Okay, well, Riverside has now moved down. Now they're a one A school, so they're going to compete in Division four. But then the team that's won the last two Division Four state championships, Lafayette Christian, they have now moved up. And that is one of the programs that is climbing, Tommy. That's a program that in the next few years, I mean, they could be one of the powerhouses. I mean, they're already heading in that direction. So they're going to be in there in Division Three, And also St. Charles Catholic, a team who was a semifinal team a year ago, met up uh, with, with St. Thomas More in the semifinals. They moved down. So you had a lot of movement in that two, in that Division Three. Also, Country Day was a team Correct. that was talked about last year a lot in D three. Now they're Division Four. So I think the Division Three hub is really the big movement for this year. Yeah, and actually, Division Three is going to be a, a great division to watch when it comes yeah. to playoff time because it's going to be more competitive every week. You're going to have really a game that either team can win and either team can move forward. Uh, I think. Notre Dame is going to be pressed a little bit more in a playoff. They're still the favorite. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you got to beat them to 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 have them not be the favorite. But they're going to have a lot more competition than they've had in the past. And Lafayette Christian is now in their district, so they're going to have to probably play those guys twice if they want to win a state championship. So that's a game, a regular season matchup. We're going to keep our eye on. Also, one of the premier programs in our state, Evangel, they moved down. You know, now they're Division Two. Now they're in there with St. Thomas More. They're in there with University High. Evangel with Blake Shapin put up a lot of points against John Curtis last year uh, in the in the playoffs. This is a good program, obviously one of the premier programs in our state. And anytime the Eagles move, you want to pay attention to that. Yeah, and we know you know Evangel's history. They've kind of been up and down the board. Okay, this looks like the the area that they really could settle in yep. and be there long term and is in their competitive circle. So, you know, hopefully that holds true. Uh, I, I don't like when you see a lot of movement 
because I, I think it, it confuses a lot of fans and you lose some of those traditional match matchups. But I think this is a, an area where Evangel can really sit at. I'll tell you, it was interesting. This week, the coaches down for University High, we, we documented earlier that they're playing at Neville this week. And I thought one of the, the, the unique quotes that came out from that coaching staff was, hey, Evangel's now in Division Two. There could be a chance that we might have to take a long road trip. They wanted to be able to do that, put their kids through that, because for the last few years, Division II has been dominated by Southern Louisiana. There was no big road trip if you were a Southern team. That's correct. And, and, and you know, even if UHI does end up losing tonight, that experience is going to come back. And, you know, you learn, you know, Alan, you learn when you travel, you, you learn some of the, the, the gotchas the first time you make that long road trip, something you forgot. You know, your checklist gets refined and, and you're much better prepared for that second trip. Also, on the, on the private school, I'm sorry, we just talked about private school. On the public school side, the big mover for me is Kentwood. Kentwood won the state championship a year ago in 1A. They move up to 2A. Kentwood, I'm from Tansville Parish. They've been 1A as long as I can ever remember. And to my uh, to my knowledge, the only reason they're double A is there was a mistake on some of the paperwork. But after saying that, the Ruse moving up to double A, they now jump into a district with St. Helena and they meet. It turns into one of the top double A districts in the state. That's teams that have been in the dome. Recently, within the last three years, St. Helena was there a couple of years ago. Obviously, Amit won a state championship in 2A last year, and Kentwood won it in 1A. There is going to be some wars between some small public schools in Tangibaho Parish and St. Helena Parish right there. As if you needed another right. reason to uh, to hype up the uh, Amit-Kentwood you know, game. Right. I mean, that game every year is always, you know, a road trip ready to ha- ready to ha- happen. Well, you know, for years, the brothers coached there. Donald right. and David Career mm-hmm. coached at Kentwood and Amit, and that was an annual, they called it the Career Bowl, uh, right there in Tangerville Parish. But for years, Amit was AAA, and Kentwood was 1A. And they had some, I mean, some outstanding matchups. That's one of those you have to show up at 3 o'clock to get a seat for the game. And now that rivalry kind of comes back. It's back. As now they're going to be district. Uh, rivals, and I think there's a very good chance Double A runs through that district. One of those three teams is going to be in the dome. Well, I tell you what, how about two Kentwoody meet matchups during a during one year? That would be really nice for those two towns and for those kids. Uh, it would be fun to watch. So that's that's some things you want to keep your eye on because this year is one of those years where we have some championship caliber programs. Moving around. They're playing in different classifications, and who knows where those private schools are going to be playing state championship games. We'll we'll try to figure that out here as the year goes on. It's been an interesting time here in high school football in the state of Louisiana. Let's go ahead and get to a break. We come back, we'll get back to our reporters right here on the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup on WWL. All right, that's the live listening of Hawnville and Mandeville. If you want to hear complete play-by-play coverage of that one, you can turn your radio over there to HD2, 105.3 HD2, and or online at WWL.com. That's Brad Lumine and Joey Brewitt. It's a good one. Hawnville's leading Mandeville 14-7. You know, Hawnville's kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers of high school football this year. Last year was just so much off-the-field uh, noise. 
I guess is the best way to deal with it. You know, those kids last year had to put up put up with so much of the the whole Andrew Roberson Roberson thing, and where he was not eligible, and then he was eligible, and he came back for the playoffs. And I think Hanville and Coach Saltermaggio, they're just happy to be kind of flying under the radar and playing football here in 2019. Yeah, I agree. You know, when you're in that situation week after week, you're trying to figure out, you know. They didn't know when he was going to play. Exactly. And, you know, you know they were getting him ready every week, so it takes time away from from your your second string. But, you you know, I tip my hat to them because they played hard every week, and you're right. I think they're just happy to be playing football. And, and, you know, and really when you think they had Pukamania the year before that. So, you know, they've been in the limelight for a couple years for good reasons and, you know, not so happy reasons. So it's good to, to, to kind of be under the limelight. But, you know, once they go to Destrehan, that limelight will be on them. Yeah, we'll certainly be watching that game. Speaking of Puka, uh, the Kansas Jayhawks have found some offense all of a sudden. They have 31 points in the third quarter against um, against Boston College right now. They've had trouble scoring with Coach Les Miles the last few weeks. Only seven points last week against Coastal Carolina. They have 31 against a good Boston College team as uh, Puka Williams kind of leading that charge. You know, he's one of their explosive playmakers over there for the Jayhawks. Uh, Salmon leads North Shore 21-7 to in the Slidell area. Both of those programs trying to kind of become relevant again. You know, Salmon had their heyday. North Shore, they're breaking in a new football coach this year and Coach Josh Buell. Uh, but, you know, that Slidell area, it just seems like it's kind of it's kind of circular. You know, who's going to be good? And Slidell's kind of been had the upper hand the last few years. Yeah, they have. But, you know, you know they – they also have, you know, Lakeshore over there. Yeah, yeah, and no and we know that that they're they're pretty good. I mean, you know, I think they're winning forty two to eight at halftime, right about this time. So, uh, you know, that's a program that, like you said, we were talking earlier. That program's going to be there for a while. It's going to be strong for a while, and you know, it really makes that North Shore district. You know, almost like the Catholic League yep. of the North Shore because they beat each other up so much during the year that when they get into the playoffs, they got to kind of heal a little bit in order to compete. We had a, a couple of years ago, uh, Coach Valden and myself, we had a chance to go to that semifinal game when Lakeshore played Rain. It was a very impressive game. You know, they ran into a buzzsaw against Carr, but, you know, that happens to a lot of people. But Lakeshore's a program. They've really made a commitment to athletics. They have beautiful facilities. They have a beautiful school. The school's pretty new over there uh, in the Lacombe area, you know, right between, you know, Mandeville and Slidell. And they've built a, a great facility. And they're not going anywhere, Tommy. I'll tell you, that they're going to be around. They're going to be a contender for quite a long time. Chris Penton, a couple of years ago, put up monster numbers for those guys. And uh, I tell you, Lakeshore... It's a good program. They're they're becoming they're becoming really relevant in a lot of sports. They had a tremendous baseball team this past year. So over there on the North Shore, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, we've we've kind of tooted their horn the last couple of years, and Lakeshore just keeps winning, and and they they keep putting up points. And I think they had a really good girls softball team last year. So it's been you know it it's been all sports, and um, you know they're just getting some good athletes in in that area. So you know when you get good athletes and you mix that with good coaches and you mix that with the support of the school system and the fan base, it, it's a great experience for a high school athlete. Brother Martin and Carver are still scoreless in the third quarter at Tad Gorman. We thought that had a chance to maybe be a shootout with Carver and all their offensive weapons. Mama hot for Brother Martin and what he can do offensively. But right now it's a defensive tractor pull at Tad Gormley Stadium as Brother Martin and Cover, I mean and Carver, are scoreless. 
scoreless in the third quarter. Dutchtown continues to roll right now, 31 nothing. We'll get an update on that game in just a moment. Episcopal of Baton Rouge leads St. Thomas Aquinas 20-13. And Lutcher and St. Charles Catholic in a game that has kind of flown under the radar a little bit uh, this week with all the other big matchups going on. They're tied at 14 at halftime. Let's go ahead and get back to our reporters across the state. Albany put up over 60 points last week against Independence. They're in a tight one in a low-scoring game against St. Michael. Ethan Bordelon is there. What you got, Ethan? Guys, the score is still 7-0. St. Michael has not moved from the second possession of the football game. Opening up the second half, St. Michael takes the ball, moves down the field. Albany forces another fumble, recovers it, but the ensuing drive does nothing for them, only for St. Michael to come back on offense, fumble once again to be recovered by Albany. Albany then throws an interception just a couple of plays later. St. Michael gets the football back, drives down a little bit, ends up turning the ball over on downs. Albany's gotten the ball back a couple of chunk plays. They're currently the St. Michael 20 as J.J. Doherty rolls out, fires, passes tipped up and incomplete. Ball is still at the 21-yard line with 11-17 to play here in the fourth quarter. We stand at 7 nothing. Reporting from Olympia Stadium, this is Ethan Bordelow for the WWL All-State Prep Sugar Bowl Roundup. All right, Ethan, great job. Low scoring one there. St. Michael leads Albany 7-0. Let's go to the North Shore as Slidell welcome in the Rumble Raiders uh, tonight. What you got, Mike Gambrell? Yeah, real good welcome. The 745 remaining in the third quarter. Our score, Rumble 37, Slidell nothing. Wow. Rumble already had a 23 to nothing lead at the half. They would get the ball to start the second half. They get their worst starting field position at their own 38. But not a problem. It only takes five yard, five plays, and then goes 62 yards, capped off by a 31-yard touchdown run around right in by running back Jalen Sturgis. The big man rumbles in. That, they go up 30 to nothing. On the next possession, slot quarterback Jonathan Autry is back to pass. He is sacked at the five-yard line. He fumbles, and big number 32 Jordan Williams jumps on it for the Rumble Raiders. That's a touchdown. They are up 37 to nothing with 7.45 remaining in the third quarter. Rumble over Slotel. Reporting live from LV McGinty Senior Stadium, this is Mike Gambrell for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. I know it's early. Rumble hasn't given up a point yet. I'm sorry, they've given up a field goal. They haven't given up a touchdown through six quarters now uh, and going through on seven quarters. So the Rumble defense certainly looks stout here in 2019. An update, St. James leads East St. John 23-7 at halftime. That game's being played at St. James tonight. Let's check in on McMain and Dutchtown with Patrick Email. Hey, Alan, Patrick Email live here from Dutchtown. It's still all Griffins. It's 31-0 as Blake Lewis on a short touchdown run for the Griffins. They came on after McMain returned the opening kickoff. They gave them decent field position, but on the first or second play, they turned the ball over. And outstanding play by Jamel Jala, the linebacker for the Griffins. So it's currently four minutes left to go in the third quarter. Here live from Griffin Field, 31-0 Griffins, Patrick Email for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. All right, Patrick, Dutchtown looking good tonight against McMain. Let's check in with Shane Smith. He's in Livingston Parish tonight watching Destrahan and Walker. Hey, guys, we are at the half. It is 34-21 Destrahan. The story of this game is the explosive start for the Walker Wildcats. They would jump out to be a 14-7 lead on a pair of 
bombs received by Thomas, the very talented wide receiver for Walker. But Gesserhan's defense and the running game of the Wildcats would take over the rest of this ball game so far of the half. And the Alabama Commitment Edwards has a pair of touchdowns. Jackson, the quarterback, has a pair of rushing touchdowns as well as a throwing touchdown. And the Destrehan Wildcats are leading it 34-21 over the homestanding Walker Wildcats. From Wildcat Stadium, this is Shane Smith reporting for the WL Prep Football Roundup. That game's at halftime. It's 8.45. That just shows you, you know, what kind of offense they're playing. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of scrolling through these games here, Tommy, and a lot of the games that we're covering here tonight, I think I got about 30 on the screen. There's two in the fourth quarter. So there's a lot of score points being scored. There's a lot of throwing the football going around. I can remember it vividly. My high school games ended at 9 o'clock. We were done. 9 o'clock. Not anymore. We're still playing into the 10 o'clock hour. All right, let's check in on uh, the North Shore as Amy's taking on LaRondra. Here's Brandon Faust. How you doing, Al? With three minutes left in the third quarter, it's Amy 14, LaRanja 13. At about the seven-minute mark, number seven for Amy, Miami commit Dion Branch with a scoop and score for about 40 yards. The PAT's good after from Jonathan Bafiglio, and Amy takes the lead 14 to 13 with three minutes left in the third quarter. Reporting from LaRanja, Louisiana, this is Brandon Falls for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. All right, Brandon, great job, and congrats, Faust. All right, let's check in with Matt Fritcher. He's watching Holy Cross and Covington. Hey, guys, 5.58 to go in the third quarter. The score, Holy Cross 17, Covington 6. Baron Padilla right now attempting a 26-yard field goal. Here we go live. Pick us up, and it is... Off to the left, so 5.53 remaining in the third quarter. The score, Covington Lions 6, Holy Cross Tigers 17. Reporting from Jack Salton Stadium, Matt Pritzker for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Football Roundup. All right, Matt, great job, and great job to all of our reporters as uh, most of these games now in the third quarter. Um, Berwick leads South Terrebonne 21 nothing. See if we can get some more scores for you. I know we have somebody asking about the Shaw game. I'm going to try to look that one up. It was 14-14 at halftime last time we had a score. We'll go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, I'll have some more update for updates for you right here on the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup on WWL. I'm Alan Waddell. We're live. This is the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. A lot of our scores are in the third quarter. We ought to have some winning coaches coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Also, we're going to name our Tony D. Iron Man of the Week around 10 o'clock, so you want to stick around for that as well. We'll pick out the player that uh, exemplifies what Tony D. stood for here on our program. As Tony, if you're, if you're not aware, uh, was one of our longtime reporters here on the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. He lost his battle with cancer, but certainly will not be forgotten uh, for all he contributed to prep football in our state. Uh, did it as good as anybody, so certainly we're going to honor him each and every week. Tommy, a game that we've been following, Acadiana had jumped out 21-0 on Ruston. It's now 21-14, so the Bearcats are tightening it up against the Wrecking Rams. It's 21-14, and we know Ruston. 21-14, we know Ruston had uh, had a touchdown call back early in the first half, so that could very easily be a tie score. And, and by the way, St. Paul's found a little offense, uh, Allen, 19-4 in the third quarter, so St. Paul seems to be getting on track a little bit. St. Charles Catholic leads Lutcher 16-14. to It's kind of been the theme of safeties. It looks like we have another safety here as the Comets um, have, have made it 16-14 to against Lutcher. That's one of the games we're following. Also, Hawnville has stretched it out to a 14-point lead over the Mandeville 
Skippers. They lead 21-7. Live play-by-play action of that one is over on uh, WWL 105.3 HD2. You could check in with Brad Luminay and Joey Bruin. A game outside the city that I mentioned earlier I was watching closely. Vermilion Catholic and Opelousas Catholic. Always a really good rivalry game. 21-21 in the third quarter. Hammond High... Uh, getting beat tonight 34 nothing by Biloxi of Mississippi. He's kind of running to a buzzsaw. Hammond was a, uh, a playoff team last year in 5A. They had a big win last week against Salmon, but they are uh, struggling tonight against Biloxi. Destrahan continues to lead Walker 34-21, to and uh, the Battle of the Border is going on this weekend at Independence Stadium in Shreveport. A lot of our teams are participating in that, as a lot of the great programs from the state of Louisiana, they go to Independence Stadium, they play in Shreveport, they bring in teams from all over the country. Catholic High's playing in it, West Monroe's playing in it, John Curtis, uh, Zachary, so a lot of really good programs are going to be competing over the next two days at Independence Stadium, and right now, Catholic of Baton Rouge and North Little Rock, Arkansas are tied at seven in the first quarter. And Tommy, Catholic's a team that has exploded the last two weeks. And I know we're only in week two, but if you look at the Jamboree, what they did uh, against a good Walker team, I mean, they destroyed Walker. And then last week, it was 48-0 in the second quarter against Parkview Baptist. Catholic coming off of a tough loss in the Dome last year to John Curtis. They have been very impressive uh, through the first couple of weeks. I mean, one real game and, and one Jamboree. And we'll see what they do today against North Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, you know, I think they're going to be the class of, of the Baton Rouge area, obviously. But you know, Gabe Ferretta does a great job coaching that team, and and you know the talent level is is high. He's got, I think, a quarterback returning there that's that's you know moves the ball around pretty good. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be maybe in the dome. That it really depends upon how the ratings fall toward the end of the season. When does Rummel, Curtis, and Catholic High? play each other in the brackets and I think right now you got to think those are the three teams you're going to see in the dome one of the you know two of those three depends upon how they fall in the bracket another one of our premier matchups tonight statewide was University High who holds uh, the state's longest winning streak traveled to Monroe they're taking on the Neville Tigers Neville has always been a a championship caliber program they've been down a little bit the last couple of years and down for Neville's like quarterfinals so that just shows you what kind of team they have right now they're leading University High at the end of the third quarter 21 to nothing. Neville at 200 yards rushing so far on the ground. While we can, let's go ahead and get to a scoreboard. We'll give you all the scores from around the state. All right, let's get to these scores from around the state. Acadiana and Ruston have tightened up. The Reckon Rams led 21 nothing at one point. It's now 21 to 20. That game being played in Lafayette at Acadiana. Ascension and Catholic Point Capee, they're tied at 21. Newman all over Bonneville tonight, 37 to nothing. Arch Manny continues to impress for the Greenies in his freshman year. Bro Bridge leads Catholic of New Iberia, 20 to nine. Carver and Brother Martin still in that defensive tractor pull at Tad Gormley. It's scoreless in the third quarter between Carver and Brother Martin. Central leads Broadmoor 42 to nothing. Como leads Cecilia 34 to nothing. Holy Cross and Covington's tightened up. Uh, the Tigers lead Covington 17 to 14. Dutchtown blowing out McMain tonight 37 to nothing. Episcopal of Baton Rouge is stretched it out against St. Thomas Aquinas. They lead 33 to 13. St. Charles Catholic leads Lutcher 16 to 14. Woodlawn leads Live Oak 45 to 20. Hornville leads Mandeville 21 to 7. That game's being live play by play on WW 
WWL HD2. Salmon leads North Shore 27-14. Rummel leads Slidell 37-0. That Raider team looks to be for real. Sanimal leads East Jefferson 41-20. St. Michael's has stretched it out. They lead Albany 14-0 in the fourth quarter. St. Paul's, uh, this would be a big win uh, for Coach Sears. They lead Jesuit 19-4. Yeah, 19-4 in the third quarter. Kind of a weird score. St. James leads East St. John 23-7. St. Thomas Moore leads Barb 35-17. Southside leads Church Point 32-15. Vermilion Catholic and Opelousas Catholic, they are tied at 21. Destrahan leads Walker 34-21. Catholic of Baton Rouge and North Little Rock, Arkansas are tied at 7. Terrebonne leads Ellender 31-0. Franklinton leads Fountain Blue 15-3. Turlings leads Hannon 35 to nothing, and Neville right now leads University High 21 nothing. Amy leads Laranger 14 13. A final from earlier: De La Salle beat Country Day 49 13, and West Monroe beat Bird 24 to nothing. Also, another game to keep your eye on. You know, I've been really high on these guys. Leesville leads Lake Charles College Prep. 20 to 14. That's a third quarter score. So that's a look at our scores. We're going to have more scores throughout the, the broadcast. If you if you're looking for one, if you have one, text us at 870 870. I'm Alan Waddell. I'm with Tommy Bosch here. And Tommy, we got another hour and a half to go coming up. We'll start having some finals. We'll have some winning coaches. A long way to go here on our program. Yeah, it's always fun to talk to, to coaches right after the game and our timing because you you really get their initial thoughts, and, and it's it's a great thing for our audience to hear what those guys are thinking minutes after their, their team just won. 23-14, to 14, St. Charles Catholic has just extended the lead against Lutcher. Coming up tonight after the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup, get ready for the big NFL weekend at 10.30 with NFL Preview with Scott Graham and Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. Two hours down. Hour and a half to go here on the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.